Today in Science from Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to the Spoken Edition of Wired. Palo Alto Networks has the broadest, most comprehensive cybersecurity for private cloud, public cloud, and SaaS environments because secure clouds are happy clouds. Protect yours today at go.paloaltonetworks.com slash secure clouds. This new Goldilocks rocket is just right for small satellites by Sarah Scholes. At 4 p.m. local time on May 25th, Rocket Lab's Electron stood on the company's private launch pad on the Mahia Peninsula in New Zealand. Perched on the edge of an eroding cliff pointing toward the sky from the southern tip of the world, the little rocket, just 56 feet tall and 4 feet wide, meant to carry similarly small satellites, looked ready for its first trip to space. It was. Around 30 minutes later, the engines ignited and water poured over the launch site to protect the pad and quiet the noise. Steam billowed up as the rocket steeled itself to rise. The engines ran for a few seconds while technicians did their checks, and then they released the electron. It went up in that slow-at-first way of rockets taking three seconds to get itself above the four-story launch tower. A minute after launch, it was as high as an Air New Zealand jet and heading higher. While the Electron did make the trip to space, it didn't exactly arrive at its destination. We didn't quite reach orbit and we'll be investigating why, said Rocket Lab founder Peter Beck in a statement later that evening. With this test flight and two more to follow, the Electron is set to become the first launcher made for and for sale to small satellite startups. Historically, little orbiters have had to hitch costly rides on big rockets, which, as the adjectives imply, are meant for big satellites. But having dedicated providers that tailor to their shrunken-down needs means more small-sat companies can get to space better, cheaper, and quicker. If you build a rocket, the payloads will come. Rocket Lab Beck, a New Zealander, founded Rocket Lab in 2006. He wanted to bring down the cost of spacefaring by using small, lower-cost rockets. Right from day one, we were all about how can we make space more accessible, says Beck, whether that be through sounding rockets or orbital vehicles. The market Rocket Lab is now going for didn't really exist in its beginnings. In the company's first year, fewer than 20 CubeSats went to space. The same was true in 2009 when Rocket Lab tested its first suborbital rocket, the ATIA-1. 
A year later, the CubeSat count stayed sub-20, but Rocket Lab won a government contract to study the viability of a little launch vehicle. By 2014, the world was readier. More than 120 CubeSats went into space, and soon Rocket Lab had a $6.9 million NASA contract to develop its rocket and do a demo flight. That number now seems small. The company just raised $75 million of venture capital, achieving one-horned status. Someone thinks they're worth more than $1 billion. Rocket Lab has been putting its cash to good use, ginning up the Electron rocket and a private launch site in a place that, let's be honest, is a lot prettier than Cape Canaveral. From the Mahia Peninsula in New Zealand, the company can legally launch 100 rockets to space a year, and it's allowed to blast off once every three days. With a 3D-printed engine and a small stature, really it's just 8.5 NBA players stacked on top of each other and filled with fuel, Rocket Lab can make and spark up its electrons much faster and more often than anyone can in Atlas V. And with this successful test rocket named It's a Test, following in the grand space tradition of straightforward nomenclature, black hole, very large array, the company is nearly ready to do so. This is the beginning of the flight test program, says Beck. It's the end of four years of R&D and testing on the ground. From a more personal level, it's really a significant milestone to actually get a vehicle on the pad. Not many people make it there. Light them up. Still, Rocket Lab's legal launch rate sounds crazy. In the whole of 2016, all countries and companies together managed just 85 orbital launches. And one company thinks it might need a permit for 100? Okay, dream on, Dreamweaver. But the world might actually have room for that many miniature rockets, and Rocket Lab has company in its quest to create them. Vector, whose first public customer is the orbital radar maker ISI, is a similar rocket startup. Others come with big backing. Virgin Galactic just spun off Virgin Orbit, whose Launcher 1 will make at least 39 trips to space for would-be internet provider OneWeb. The industry already has fallen soldiers, too. Firefly Space Systems, which got the same NASA grant as Rocket Lab, filed for bankruptcy earlier this year. And SpaceX meant its very first vehicle, the diminutive Falcon 1, to trip open the small set industry. But coming as it did in 2008, the entry was premature. SpaceX retired its early bird and focused later on selling rideshares. The small sat makers, whose creations will mostly take pictures of Earth and provide space-based Internet, making up a projected $22 billion industry in a decade, are ready for their special rockets. They've cut their own costs by shrinking their satellites, but right now they have to pay for expensive tickets on outsized rockets, and they share the ride as second-class citizens, stuffed in among the more substantial payloads those rockets are actually met for. The substantial stuff determines where the rockets go, and those orbits are often suboptimal for small sats. But they must follow the big satellite's money. Either that, or a company can buy its own behemoth rocket at a cost of 30 to $60 million, and then try to get other people to ride along and chip in for gas money. Frankly, everyone is sick of it. This geospatial revolution is happening, but access to space is critically important, Jason Andrews, CEO of Spaceflight Industries, told me at the Space Symposium, a yearly gathering of companies and governments with business off-Earth. The technology has changed. The size of the spacecraft has shrunk, but the size of the launch vehicles hasn't. Until, of course, now. That's why Spaceflight bought its own Electron rocket, which cost around $5 million on May 17th. 
Spaceflight books launches for satellite makers and sets them up with rideshares if they so desire. They already own one of SpaceX's Falcon 9 rockets, and now they have this. We purchased the Electron to accommodate customers with payloads who need to reach less common orbits that are not routinely served today, says company president Kurt Blake. That's an option that satellite companies themselves, like Planet, which currently operates the solar system's biggest group of Earth-observing orbiters, also like the sound of. Small-sized payloads will be able to purchase the entire Electron rocket and have complete control over when it launches and to what orbit, says Mike Safian, Planet's director of launch. This further lowers the barrier to entry for small satellite companies, allowing many more new ideas to be developed into space on software startup budgets. Others who have jumped over the barrier and signed on as Electron customers in one way or another include NASA itself, Spire, which will track ships and talk about the weather, and Moon Express, which wants to go to the moon expressly. All of those organizations were likely watching as the very first Electron heaved itself from the launch pad, jumped up an energy level, and became not just a little rocket that could, but one that understood what they needed and gave it to them. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.